Shekinah, the son of Jehoram, the son of Elihu, Elihu, excuse me, the son of Tohu, of the sons of Zuth, an Ephronite. And he had two wives, and the name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of this city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Pinehas, the priests of the Lord, was there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Peniaz, his wife, and to all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year when she went up, to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah her husband to her, Hannah, Why weepest thou, and why eatest thou not, and why is thy heart grieved? Am I not better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh, and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thy will indeed look on the afflictions of thy handmaid, and remember me and not forget thy handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunken neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thy handmaiden a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaints and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thy handmaiden find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. And they rose up in the morning early and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house of Remeth. And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Wherefore it came to pass, when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived, that she bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because... I have asked them of the Lord. Amen. And so I want to talk to you this morning from this thought, faith promise. Amen. Faith promise. Father, I praise you again this morning, Lord God. I thank you again for your kindness, your love and mercy, Lord, and all that you do, God. Words can never express enough thanks given to you, Lord God, for all that you do for us, O oh God. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, guide us and keep us, Lord, in all that we do. We thank you. 
this day in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. Amen. Praise God. Faith promise. Amen. Last week I had an opportunity to teach uh, the discipleship class in Brother Miller's absence. And I just felt of the Lord to talk about persuasion. Amen. And as I was teaching about persuasion, it was like the Lord was trying to get me and uh, us to understand that if we are not fully persuaded in the things of God, it's going to be hard for us to make it to the promised land. The Bible lets us know that Israel could not enter into the promised land because of unbelief. And the right of Hebrews tell us to beware that we do not allow that same spirit to get into our hearts of unbelief. And we too miss the promises of God. You see, God called us out of the world for a purpose. And that purpose is to be used by Him in this world to reach the lost. Amen. So therefore, you and I must do everything we can in our power to bring the purpose that God has chosen us for into fruition. Therefore, we must learn how to not only live by grace, but we need to learn how to walk by faith. Amen. If we were to take each letter in the word faith, amen, and we would look at the F, I like to relate it to being fruitful. Jesus said in John 58, Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. We must be able, amen, the A. And Isaiah's a 6 and 8, amen, when the Lord spoke, Isaiah says, Hear my Lord, send me. We must be willing to go when God speaks to us, amen. We need to take the initiative, the I. David came down to the battlefield, and David said, Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause to get involved in mission? Is there not a cause to see the loss, amen, and to go about to bring them in? to the foe. We must be trustworthy, T. In Genesis 18:19, the Lord said of Abraham, I know him that he will command his family towards me. They will keep, he will teach them how to keep the word of God. Amen. And to do the things that I have spoken unto him. He talked about Job. He was, as the Satan, he says, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in all the earth? We have to be trustworthy in order for God to use us. Amen. And we need to be holy. Peter says and First Peter 1, 6, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Amen. So we must have the faith, amen, to believe God, to trust God, and to say, Here am I, God. Use me. As the song says, Jesus, use me. Oh, Lord, don't refuse me, for surely there's a work that I can do. And even though it's humble, Lord, help my will to crumble, crumble. Though the cost be great, I will work for you. If you want to send me overseas, that's fine. I'll go, God. Whatever you desire, God, my life is in your hands, and you can do whatever I will, you will, with my life. You see, when we speak of faith promise, we're talking about taking your faith and put it into action. You need to put your faith in action and to exercise your faith if your faith is ever going to grow. If you never exercise your faith, you're going to always live below par and not a higher standard and you'll walk with God. Usually if your faith does not grow, you will usually leave a defeated life all the time. You will never see yourself as being worthy for God to use you in anything. Amen. 
When God told Abraham and Sarah that they were going to have a son, they both laughed. Because they was at an age that they assumed that this is no longer possible now. And the Lord said to Abraham in Genesis 18, 14, Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Notice, he says, Is there anything too hard for the Lord? At this time appointed, he says, I will return unto thee, According to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. So he says, Abraham, don't laugh. Sarah, don't laugh. Because when I make a promise, see, I'm not a man that I can lie. I have to fulfill what I say that I am going to do. This is why David says, trust in the Lord and wait upon the Lord. Amen. We've got to get into the mindset that when God tells you to do something, He's going to do it. God is going to come through because He cannot lie. He's a man that He's not going to lie. Amen. we got to trust Him and believe Him at every juncture and everything He said. And Matthew 17. 24 through 27. The Bible says, And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tributes or tax money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? He says, Yes. Now, Peter didn't know Jesus paid tribute or not. He just stepped out on faith and said, Yeah, he pays it. <laughs> Think about that. Amen. And when he was coming to the house, Peter was getting ready to tell Jesus what he had did, and Jesus stopped him. Jesus prevented him and says, What do you think, Peter? Or what do you think, Simon? Of whom do they kings of the earth take customs and tribute? Of the children or of strangers? Peter said unto him, Of strangers. Jesus said unto him, Then are the children free? Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast in a hook and take up the first fish, or the fish that cometh up first, first cometh up, and when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money and take and give it for me and for thee. Notice, Capernaum, Sets right on the coast of the Sea of Galilee, and it, you, I don't. I'm still trying to figure out what to call it a sea yet, I, because it's only eight miles wide and thirteen miles long. Amen. Uh, that Sea of Galilee. Amen. But this is where he goes, and notice Jesus tell him, Amen. The cast in a hook. He don't say the fourth fish you catch, the fifth fish you catch. He says the first fish that you pull up, you open his mouth. Uh, and there's going to be a corn in there, and you take it out, and you put it in the treasure for you and I. Amen. Peter stepped out on faith. Amen. Peter had enough faith to believe that if I tell this guy that God pays tribute, God is going to come through. He's going to provide a way. Amen. Jesus already knows what he's going to do. He's just waiting on you and me to decide what we're going to do. Amen. You see, this is why in John 6, the Bible says, when Jesus saw the multitude, he turned to Philip. He says, Philip, 
Where are we going to buy bread that all these may eat and be content? And the Bible says he asked him that question to prove him because Jesus already knew what he was going to do. He already knows what he's going to do about your situation. He already knows what he's going to do about your circumstance. He's just waiting on you to decide what you're going to do to step out on faith and to believe him and to trust him and to say, I know God will make a way where there seems to be no way. I know God will come through for me because his words are yea and amen. And he will fulfill everything that he has promised that he said he was going to do. He knows what he's going to do. Do you know what he's going to do? Yes, you know what he's going to do because his word tells you what he's going to do. I won't forsake you. I won't leave you. Ask and you shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Amen. We have to believe what God says. He knows what he's going to do. Amen. When Elijah, amen, had told the people that it was not going to rain for three and a half years. It didn't rain for three and a half years. Amen. But God provided for him. Every day, amen, down by the brook, he had water to drink. And every day, God chose the raven to bring him bread to eat. Amen. God provided for him because he stepped out on faith and said, this is what God says. This is what God is going to do. And God provided for him. And then God dried up the brook. And God says, I'm going to send you the Zareph. And as he was coming in the Zareph, a woman was going out, and she was going out, and the Bible says that she was going out to get two sticks that she could cook the little handful of meal that she had left for her and her son. And Elijah says to her, bring me a cake of bread. And she says, not so, because all I have is a handful of meal, and I'm going to cook it for me and my son, and we're going to eat it, and we're going to die. That's it. It's all over. And Elijah says, you go ahead and do what you said you're going to do. Go ahead and get your sticks. Go ahead and cook it. But you bring to me first. Because God says, the barrel of meal is not going to waste. And neither is the cool oil going to fail. Amen. When you begin to provide to God first, you don't have to worry about anything else. He's going to provide for you. Give and it shall give be given. Amen. you got to learn how to trust Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. He'll come through. Believe Him. Step out on faith. Don't lean to your own understanding. Amen. Hannah, when you look at the story of Hannah, amen, that we open here and we read about, notice you see a lady that steps out on faith and does some things that goes totally Against the norm. Number one, she makes a vow and haven't even talked to her husband. Think about it. In that time frame, no woman that was married would make a decision without talking to her husband. And Hannah prayed and she says, God, I'm vowing right now. If you give me a son, I give him back to you all the days of your life. She didn't even talk to her husband about it. Number two, notice what she does. 
she takes the vial of a Nazarite for her son. She says, I'm going to make my son, you give him to me, I'm going to make him holy. She, she takes a Nazarite vial because the Nazarite's vial was this. A Nazarite, amen, couldn't cut his hair, amen, he couldn't shave, he couldn't, he couldn't drink wine, he couldn't drink anything, have anything to do with the fruit of the vine. So she took a Nazarite vial for her son, amen, and she ain't even got one. Think about it. Amen. The third step she does, she promised to give God something she ain't even got. She said, you give me a son, I give him back. I thought you wanted him. I thought you wanted a son. So if I give him to you, why are you going to give him back? And the fourth thing, God responded to her faith. Think about it. Amen. She stepped out on faith. And she says, God, if you will, I will. You give, I'll give. Amen. And God answered her. And God gave to her. And she gave it back to God. And she calls his name Samuel. Means she had heard from God. And when you finish reading throughout the, the chapter there. Amen. In the first and second and third chapter. You see that God provided. Uh, and Hannah's life was restored. Her faith was stronger. Her faith was renewed. Amen. You can believe God. You can trust God. When you asked of him. Just believe when you call on his name. He will come through for you. Amen. Don't lean to your own understanding. The woman with the issue of blood, she says, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole. She stepped out on faith. She pressed through the crowd. She touched the hem of his garment, and immediately she was made whole again. Amen. What is your need this morning? Will you step out on faith? Will you believe God? Will you trust Him for the things you have need of? Bartimaeus was sitting beside the wayside. He couldn't see and he began to cry out, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy on me. And the people tried to tell him to be quiet. You can't give, you don't be quiet. Shut up, the devil tries to tell you. But you need to step out on faith and get louder in your giving and in your praise to God, amen, and to call upon Him while He is near. You've got to learn to trust Him. Amen. Praise God. Elijah summons the people on the top of Mount Carmel, and he got on top of Mount Carmel and 450 false prophets, and he said to them, How long halt ye between two opinions? He says, If God be God, then serve Him. And if Baal or the devil, then serve him. And he says, let's take a faith promise challenge. You remember a few years ago when the youth department did the faith promise challenge? Everybody remember that? They would challenge you, and if you didn't do it, then you had to pay a large amount of money. Cold water challenge it was. Some people was going out in the winter, man, jumping out in the river. And that ice cold water so they wouldn't have to pay. But other people says, I choose to pay. Amen. It was a challenge for them, amen, to raise funds. And they raised a whole lot of money. Amen. Behind this. Amen. 
But Elijah says, amen, I want to challenge you. He says, so let's get two bullocks. I'm going to give you one, and I'm going to take one. And he says, in the God that answers by fire, he will be the one true God. Amen. And the 450 prophets, and they call from morning to evening. Elijah moaned, and need to be woke up. Maybe he took a journey, and he began to mock them and to provoke them. Amen. And nothing happened. But Elijah rebuilt the altar. He put his ox in order. He says, pour water upon the sacrifice. They did it once. He says, do it again. They did it again. He says, do it a third time. They did it a third time. You got to understand something here. The water is precious. It hasn't rained in three and a half years. This commodity is great. So the poured on a sacrifice would be seen as a waste. But he poured it on the oxen. Amen. Three times. Amen. And the water ran around the trench. And Elijah began to pray. And he says, O God of Abraham, Isaac of Jacob, be it known this day that I have done this at your will. Hear me now, Lord. Hear me. And the fire from heaven fell and consumed the sacrifice and lift up the rocks. It lift up everything. Amen. And the people fell on their face. And they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. God will answer you, amen, when you begin to do those things that he's asking you to do. When you step out on faith and believe God, he will come through for you. Don't lean to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path, amen. If he sent the fire from heaven, if he opened up the windows of heaven, he will bless you continually when you step out on faith. Amen. Take a faith challenge today. Amen. And see what God will do. Don't lean on your own understanding. Amen. Last year, I don't mind telling you what God had me to give last year. Amen. I, I don't have a problem. I was praying because I always say pray. I said, God, what are you going to have me give faith promise? You know what he told me? $400 a month. And that's what I wrote down. And that's what came in every month. $400. Did I go hungry? Nope. Did I miss any bill payments? Nope. Did I put money in the savings account? Yep. Do I make a lot of money? Nope. You probably fall off your seat if you know what I got paid here. (laughs) Amen. I've been young. And now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Amen. God will provide. Amen. He will come through for you. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen to stand upright. I just learned the Walk by faith uh, and not by sight. Uh, as I told you, if it don't come through, it ain't between you and me. It's between you and God. Uh, amen. That's I'm just increasing my faith. That's all. I'm
I'm doing. I'm trusting God. I've had God tell me to pledge $10,000, and I've did it, and it has came through. There's been times he says, pledge a thousand. I've done it, and it's came through. I have yet to see God tell me to pledge something, and it has not came through. Amen. Over and abundantly and above, more than I could ever ask or think. God is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth, and do it to all generations. Amen. We know the story about the woman with the alabaster box, don't we? Talking about a story of faith and submission and humility. The scripture says in John 7, amen, Luke 7, excuse me, 36 through 50. One of the Pharisees desired him that he would come and eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus said it, meet in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee, which had bidded him, saw it, he spake within himself, Notice, how many of you ever think to yourself, hmm. So this is what this is saying. He's talking to himself. He's not talking out loud. He's talking within himself. If he knew what kind of woman this was, he ain't no prophet. Amen. So he's speaking himself saying, this man, if he was a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touched him. For she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Aren't you, don't you love your master? See, God knows all things. That's, that's why the psalmist says in Psalms 139, he says, God, you have searched me, you know me. You know my down sitting, you know my upright, you know, you can pass me of my paths, you know, you're acquainted with all my ways. There's not a word in my tongue, O oh Lord, thou know it all together. God knows everything we're thinking and saying. He knows about it right now. Now, he's probably thinking, yeah, I know you guys won't pass to hurry up and get out of here. Right? <laughs> Amen. But notice, Jesus knows it, what he's saying, thinking. And Jesus says unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. <laughs> Got a trick to tell you here. <laughs> And he says, Master, say on. Now he wants to get religious. <laughs> Master, say on. And Jesus says, okay, there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed him 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him the most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said to Simon, See thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gave me no water for my feet. 
But she have washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss. But this woman, since the time I came in, have not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil. Thou didst not anoint. But this woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith have saved thee. Go in peace. Amen. Jesus began to ask Simon. He said, Simon, I came to your house, and you did nothing for me at When's the last time you did something for Jesus? Huh? When is the last time you did something for Jesus? I'm not talking about paying your tithes. I'm not talking about giving offerings. I'm not talking about witnessing. I'm not talking about coming to church. Because those are things you're supposed to do. When is the last time you did something for Jesus? When is the last time you did something for him? We always pray, God, I want you to do this for me. God, I'm asking you to do this. God, I need you to do this. God, I know would love for you to do this. But when is the last time you did something for him? To do good and to communicate. With such sacrifices, God is well pleased. You want to do something good for God? Do good and communicate. The word communicate means distribute, to give to others, to help others. You want to do something for God? That's what he's looking for. And he will be well pleased. Please, the woman with the with this alabaster box, amen, she looked around maybe and says, I know I've got sins that I need to have forgiven and I need to give Jesus my very best, amen. And she broke that alabaster box. She began to weep, to wash his feet with her tears and to dry them with her hair and to anoint his feet. And notice what Jesus said to her at the end, daughter Thy faith have saved thee. She stepped out on faith. Amen. She walked in that house knowing that she could have probably been killed. She walked in that house as a prostitute knowing that she could have been, her head could have been chopped off walking into a house because they knew what kind of woman she was. But she stepped out on faith. She says, I'm going to give him my very best. I know if I can get to him like the woman with the issue of blood and touch the hem of his garment I know I'm going to be made whole and I come to tell you today if you will step out on faith if you will believe God and trust in him with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding I know God will hear you I know God will answer you I know God will come through for you amen you can trust him give Jesus says and it shall be given 
unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and runneth over. Well, with the same measure you give, it'll be meat unto you again. You can trust him today. Praise God. James, and I'm closing here, James 2, verse 14. What profit, what doth it profit, my brother? Though a man says he have faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, but ye warm and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it have not works, is dead. Being along, yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I show ye thee my faith by my works. Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe is in tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? See thou how faith works with works, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed in charge unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Amen. David says, what will I render to the Lord for all his goodness towards me? He says, I will take the cup of salvation and pay my vows in the congregation of the Lord. David is saying, I'm going to accept God's mercy. I'm going to accept God's grace. I'm going to accept everything that God gives me with thanksgiving. And I'm going to pay my vows. In other words, I'm going to worship him. I'm going to magnify him. I'm going to glorify Him at every opportunity I get because whoso often prays glorifieth me. And to Him that order His conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you, to your children, and to all that are formed, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exalt, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they that believe was baptized, and there was added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, breaking the bread and fellowship and prayer. Amen. They all had things common. Amen. And God added to the church daily such as should be saved. Hannah wanted a son. And she stepped out on faith and made a big vow. What do you have need of from God? What do you have need of? What do you want God to do for you? Step out on faith. 
That's all you got to do. Step out on faith and believe it. He will come through for you. Amen. He's not a man that he shall lie. Amen. And when Hannah had Samuel, and second, first Samuel chapter 2, the Bible says, And Hannah prayed, verse 1, and said, My heart rejoice in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock like our God. Talk no more exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by Him actions are weighed. Amen. God will come through for you if you trust and you believe. Amen. Praise God, Sister Miller. Praise God. At the beginning of service, everyone should have been handed um, a page and a pen. On that page, if you were here last year, was the amount that you pledged and gave to missions. If you weren't here, then your paper is a little bit different. We're just going to spend a few moments in prayer, um, just a personal time between you and God with you finding out what it is that he would have you give to missions this year. Once you feel that you have that amount and you know what God is saying, no matter how far-fetched and crazy it may be, like Pastor said, just step out on faith and write that amount down. And um, you can just spend a few moments in prayer getting that, and then we'll collect those pages in just a few minutes.